1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Yak Gadget, made in America, based outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Yak Gadget offers all kinds of storage accessories, quick mount motor mounts, anchor systems, track mounted accessories, even paddles. Go to yakgadget.com and get your kayak decked out for your next trip out on the water. The 153 Bay Company, based in Troy, Ohio, make everything from plastics to custom painted hard baits. Hook them hard and hook them off. All of our baits are made to order and all of our hard baits are hand painted to order. So go to the153anglers.com to place your order today. This segment is brought to you by Jigmasters. Step up your game with high-quality performance jigs, spinner baits, buzz baits, and more from Jigmasters.com. And always, when in doubt, get the jig out. You're listening to Bass Fishing for News on the Paddle and Fin Podcast with your hosts, Ryan Milford and Sean Lambert. Welcome back to Bass Fishing for Noobs on the Paddle and Fin Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and we got my co-host, Sean, in here. Hey, guys. What's up? Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, yeah we don't usually do this in the morning, but yeah. <laughs> that's why Ryan has that smoky, sexy radio voice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's true. It's true. Maybe we, maybe we should do it uh, more often in the morning, John. <laughs> but... uh. Yeah, just me and Sean today. We're, uh, I guess, just going to kind of recap how our seasons have went so far. You know, uh, I've gotten out a few times now. Sean's got out a few times, and we'll see where we're at, what's happened, all that. So, uh, where do we need to start with this? Um, I don't know. I mean, I can definitely say <clears throat> I struggled for the first three months of this year, and. I and not for not going out. I, I was going out wearing my dry suit, you know, when the water, you know, was just, you know, in the 30s, 40s, you know, I could not buy a bite to save my life. So now it's finally starting to, uh, the water's starting to heat up and I finally started catching some fish. So I was about ready to, you know, pack it all in and say, I can't do this. But <clears throat> thank goodness uh, I've had a few catches now but what what are your water temps now uh well it just we just had like a little bit of a cold snap uh so it was still just 50 degrees the last time i went out but i actually started catching like i uh i caught my first wacky rig fish of the year uh at the end of the night right as i was heading in and uh so 
Um, I'm hoping that, that, that that's where it turns around. And it was actually up shallow where I, you know, where I normally catch them. So I think they're finally starting to move up out of the, the depths and uh, go to where I, I normally do okay catching them. So what's your water temperatures like? Uh, yesterday I was getting like, uh, started out in the morning like 63 and got up to like 65 as it warmed up. Okay. I think uh, I, the highest I saw last week was 52, but the pr- the week prior to that, I did see like 55. So, Yeah, um, I can't remember. I, th- that was on a smaller body of water. Okay. On the bigger, I fished a, a big lake a couple weeks ago. I can't remember what I was getting. I'm wanting to say it was around 60. I don't know. <clears throat> I can't really remember. I, uh, the river is still cold by us, but I don't, the smallmouth don't seem to care. They were just as active as the largemouth in the lakes by me. So yeah, they like the cold, don't they? It seems like they, they do. They, they're up shallow too, where I, you know, where I can start doing a little better, hopefully. So, but I usually don't, uh, turn on my fish finder in the river just cause it's, you know, generally not super deep. And so it doesn't really help me a whole lot. Yeah. Well, it, it kind of goes back to, you know, the analogy I made before, <clears throat> you know, smallmouth are kind of like you, you know, active, like to work out and all that. Well, you know, they like that colder water, you know, so they keep them cool with, as as they uh, do all the exercise they do. I'm a largemouth. I like to sit under a log in the shade like, <laughs> and just chill. That's right. <clears throat> Be fat and happy. Hey, you know, whatever <laughs> makes you happy, man. If you can, uh, you know, kick back and relax sometimes, I'm sure that's good too. But, uh, yeah, we already talked about it on here, but my first time out this year, I've only been out three times so far. My first time went out, I caught five fish, two were measurable. And one of them was my new PB smallmouth, which isn't like anything like, crazy it was like 18 and a half but you know that's my pb i was happy with it it was fun caught it on a little ned rig on a medium light rod um i had some oh my first lake smallmouth as well i never okay. caught one in a lake <coughs> they've all been in the river then uh <clears throat> go ahead I was going to say, I've, I've caught a few in the lake by me too, but not very many at all. Like, and I, for the longest time, I didn't even kind of really look and pay attention to say, oh yeah, that's a smallie. So, but you know, my, one of my bigger smallies actually came from the lake too. And uh, so, yeah. You know, in that same sense, I wonder sometimes my very first bass I ever caught came out of Duck River, like fishing from the bank. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I, I didn't know the difference at home or nothing. So now I'm wondering, like, what what was it? Because I can't right. remember. I can't remember what like what it looked like. And I'm like, maybe it was maybe it was a smallmouth. You know, caught it in current in a river. I mean, it sounds like a smallmouth area. So it does. And and here in our rivers, we ha- we don't have many largemouth at all. So if you catch it in the river, it's more than likely a smallmouth. And the lakes are the exact opposite. If you catch it in the lake, it's more than likely a largemouth. But it 
it's not always, you know, I, I definitely have at least two that I know of that I've caught, you know, in the lake that were smallmouth. So, but you're right. I had same thing with me for the longest time. I didn't know the difference. And, uh, so I could have caught more than that, but just don't remember it or don't know for sure. <clears throat> we may never know. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I have pictures of those. I used to not take pictures. No, of I, yeah. I, I don't get why I never took a picture of my first bass. You know, I was so excited to catch it, <laughs> but I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so. So, uh, but you fished at least one tournament now already, right? Kind of two. Okay. You know, we, uh, I've talked about them before on here, but the uh, 444s that I do with uh, KBFTN, where they basically take 16 people, randomly draw names for groups. So you randomly get put in this group with three other people. Um then y'all decide when and where you're going to fish. They they generally want you to stay on like the two lakes that they they fish for tournaments. Okay. But uh you can pick which boat ramp and where you or what when what day and what time you want to fish. And uh you know the winner of each group goes on to fish a championship and then you know if you win the championship you go on at the end of the year, they do a champion of champions. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I fished one of those. I didn't win. I got second place. You know, uh, but uh, yeah, it, it was fun. I went out there, you know, it was after work one day and uh, fished like 515 to 915. And uh, so it was my first time fishing at night this year. And uh yeah, I caught a couple, like, 12 inches, and caught one that was, like, 6 to 8 inches, and caught a crappie, and, and then I thought I had an- another new PB smallmouth, but it turned out to be a drum. <laughs> yeah. And and <clears throat> something I got to say, pretty, almost all the fish that I've caught so far this year have been on a Ned Rig. And I know we've talked about it several times about how I hate spinning combos and you're not real great with casting, but that's pretty much all I've used so far this year is this spinning rod with a Ned Rig. Interesting. And, and I mean, I've, I've probably caught, I don't know, probably gotta be close to 30, or 20 fish so far 20 bass so far now a lot of them are too small to count i'm catching a lot of small ones but i'm catching fish and man that and i feel you know I, one of my arguments against using spinning gear has always been you know i can't cast it accurately but you know i've used it almost primarily for three trips and i'm getting decent you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not where I want to be yet, but I've gotten decent. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still, still learning. I, I just bought a, uh, my first crankbait ride rod off a guy on uh, Facebook marketplace. So uh, I've been throwing that a lot. Uh, haven't had much luck with it yet, but again, I haven't had much luck with anything hard bait or uh, similar to that this year. So uh, I'm not blaming the rod. I think that'll come. So but I still, you know, fall back to the spinning rod more often than not. Even uh, 
I've been throwing a jerk bait in the river and I, I was talking to a guy uh, who I'd seen catch some fish and he happened to be at uh, a ramp that I showed up to. And so we kind of, you know, floated down the river together and I noticed he was throwing a jerk bait on a spinning rod. And I, I asked him about it. He's like, yeah, usually in the river I do just, uh, um, cause I use a smaller jerk bait and it's lighter line. So I started doing it. And as soon as I, that, uh, threw it, I, I uh, caught a fish almost immediately. I was like, dude, you're a genius. Nice. Uh, but he got off right at the boat, but, uh, and I haven't been back to the river cause last week the river got all crazy again, being high and fast. So, um, I'm looking forward to going back out to try that again. Cause he said he tore him up on it. So, uh, I'm looking forward to do it to that, but yeah, I'd like to get back out on my river, <clears throat> but, uh, but you know, it's been pretty high, you know, all the rain we've had lately, they've been opening up the, the dam on Normandy Lake and man, just duck river has been flowing a lot. We haven't, <laughs> we haven't had a ton of rain, but I, I, I guess upstate PA has had some rain cause the flow has been, was higher the last week. So, uh, we have a, uh, the kayak anglers of central PA is the group that I belong to. They have a similar thing. It sounds like to what you're talking about. They call it like the 360 challenge where I think they pick like nine anglers or the, out of the group. You, you have the big pool that they pull from. And I got pulled as an alternate for yesterday, but um, my daughter had a soccer game. I had a ticker too, but it's one of the guys fishing put up 90 inches. So oh. I was like, wow, somebody knows what they're doing. Obviously not me. <laughs> but um so i'm looking forward to getting pulled for that one of these weekends here coming up so hopefully by that time i have things a little better figured out but yeah well something i didn't mention i, I probably mentioned it before but uh <clears throat> with the one i did those 444s they uh they're like mlf style you can catch as many fish over 12 inches that you want and they count okay so like I, I started out, you know, pretty quick, caught a couple of like 12 inch fish. I'm like, I'll take these all night long. And, you know, you know, cause they all count. Right. But, uh, yeah, I was hoping, you know, if I could have got two more of them, I, I could have won, but. I've never fished at night before ever. So you're, that's pretty much nine o'clock would be dark, right? It's yeah, it was dark. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I keep saying I want to try that, but I have never done it. So. One thing I need to invest in is a headlamp because there were a few times where I'm trying to cast and I'm like, oh yeah, that was a good cast. And then I'm like, hang on, I'm snagged on something, shine my light. And I'm like, you know, six, seven feet up in a tree. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> need to invest in a headlamp. Um, I, bl- I don't know. We need to get somebody on here about night fishing, but I think, I need one that's got that red light on it mm-hmm. because the white light's going to attract all the bugs to your face. Right. And I think that red light you'll be able to see, but it's not as bad as attracting bugs. Okay. I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I, I always think. thought red lights wouldn't cast though. Like you couldn't like look and be see. I, I always thought that was more for tying right in front of you. But I, could I don't know. Maybe. Too. Like I said, we need to get somebody for night fishing on here. Yeah. Yeah, so viewers, if you know anybody who knows anything about night fishing, leave a comment and uh, let us know, and we'll we'll work on getting them on because that's definitely something as it warms up for sure. I want to try because I've heard you know people do really well at night 
Uh, yeah, especially, especially in the summertime. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard uh, about people catching stripers and stuff and everything. So um, oh, wow. yeah, that would be pretty fun. There's actually a, a nighttime tournament um, here in July, I think. So I might try to hit that one up. I know I think it goes to like two or three in the morning. It's, Wow, that sounds cool. Yeah, I've, heard, I've you know I've thought about it before. Like when it's a full moon, you can pretty much see. I would think fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations, and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Just like almost daytime. Well, that's, I think that would be good fishing too. That's also going to determine where you're fishing because, you know, some places I fish, like you're surrounded by these big trees. You know, it's not going to let a lot of light in, you know, but where if you're on like this big open lake, you know you're probably going to get more light. Right, right. Hey, I don't know that I'd do the river in the dark by myself anyway. That yeah. A little, little sketchy. Yeah, you uh, don't see that rock and all of a sudden, poof, you're gone. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, I had another tournament yesterday. Um, I, I'm actually, I guess, like assistant TD for this. Okay. Uh, for this group. Uh, Ethan Jett, we had on a while back. He started up a group for um, like a bunch of like a turn. He's got tournaments set up through the year at Williamsport, which I've talked about on here before. But it's basically it's ran by TWRA. It's like a bunch of a bunch of ponds, basically. They call them lakes, but they're like big ponds. But uh. There's three of them. Uh, there's four of them that you're allowed to fish, but one of those you have to have a kid with you. I believe it's like under, uh, I don't know, under a certain age, you got to have a kid with you to fish. So we don't uh, let people fish that one. We basically choose between three. And uh, you can go to any of those three you want. They're all on the same property together. And uh, um, three fish limit. Yeah, you know, it was fun, you know, 13 people, and th and this is a new group, so, you know, t turnout's going to build as we go, especially right. as it warms up, because the, the fish are really going to start biting. I mean, this is the place where I caught my PB back in December, so there's big fish in these, in these ponds, but, uh, yeah, we're we're trying to grow and build. So if you're in the Middle Tennessee area and looking for a little fun tournament thing going on, you know, come check us out. Uh, Williamsport Bass Trail is the group on Facebook. Um, but yeah, we had our tournament yesterday. Uh, you know, there were a lot of people that did struggle yesterday, but you know, there I think there were six of us that caught a limit. I think I had the smallest limit, so I got six out of the 13 people. Um, big bass was 17 and a half, which surprised me because I was expecting like at least a 1920. But nobody caught 
any of the really big ones out there yesterday. Like I said, they're out there. I've seen plenty of them out there. Hmm. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I pretty much – I started out in the same lake that I caught my PB at. And out of all 13 people, I was the only one that went to that lake. And it, it, it blew my mind because it's known for to have the big bass. And it's the smallest one, so a little bit easier to break down generally. Right. But uh, I guess I couldn't really break it down yesterday. It was The water was way up. It was in the trees and having to like navigate between these trees and and getting caught up on all of them and all that. <clears throat> it was kind of a pain, but uh, I got my three fish limit there and then realized my second fish, I forgot to include my, or I guess I didn't check it afterwards and my identifier got cut off in the picture. So that was like a 12 and three quarter that I had um, that couldn't use. So I kept fishing there and I, I told myself if at 12 o'clock, if I didn't have my third fish yet, that I was going to switch weights. Well, I like, I got my third fish and I was like, okay, I'll just stay here and try to upgrade. Well, then I realized that I couldn't use one of my fish. So at like 1220, I made a change and I ran up to one of the other lakes and got there, <clears throat> threw a crankbait a couple times because they got a big rock wall. They basically like where they dammed it up at, mm -hmm. they got a big rock wall. So I threw a crankbait there a couple times and then I just booked it out to this point. And, uh, yeah, I went up there, tossing the Ned rig, caught a, uh, a another bass too small. And, and something I do want to mention, at the other lake, I was catching plenty of fish that were just too small. Like, all of them were like 11 and a half or something like that. Um, but I caught one that was too small. Uh, another unique thing about this, about this, uh, this group or trail, whatever you want to call it, is... You can fish out of a kayak. You can fish out of a boat. You can fish off the bank. It don't matter because these are all trolling motor only uh, lakes, and we do allow trolling motors. So if you got a kayak with a trolling motor, you can use it. Um, but so yeah, you can fish out of pretty much anything out there, like in fishing these tournaments. So well, there was uh, two guys. They're not they they're not fishing as a team. They're both fishing as individuals. But, you know, two buddies on a boat were coming around and all of a sudden one pulled like a, I don't know, it looked like a 16 or something out, out of uh, this tree. And so I'm like, dang it. I, I, like, it was literally like 20, 30 feet to the right <laughs> of where I started on this point. And I was like, if I would have started over there, maybe I would have got that one. <laughs> so I go around. Um I got bit again, missed it. So I'm trying to remember everything. I know there was these, uh, I had a really fun time. Um, there was these two lay downs kind of laying like almost in like a T shape, I guess. Okay. And uh, somebody had tied some rope to it. 
Well, I cast out with the Ned rig over close to this, and you know, I I still don't know what happened. I think I got bit. It felt like a fish. It um, started fighting. You know, I set the hook. I'm trying to go back, and all of a sudden, it's like I'm snagged on a log. I'm like, what the hell? Like, maybe they wrapped me up on the log or something. So I, I get up there close to it, trying to get it out. All of a sudden, I pull out, and the head of the Ned rig is still tied on. But, the like, right at the base of the head, my hook was gone. Wow. Yeah, it just broke off and gone. <laughs> so so then I was like, okay, I'm, I'm done with the Ned rig for today. And well, I had where I used that crankbait earlier, I had that rod laid down on the side of my deck and the crankbait was kind of hanging off the front a little bit. Well, the treble hooks got caught in that rope on that tree. Well, with it being a T shape, I'm in this of the T. I I think I lagged for a second. Did you hear me? Yep. I heard you. Yep. Okay. Okay. I didn't know if I lagged out or something. But yeah, the, the, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but anyways. like You're on one side of the T and the crankbait's on the other? Well, it's kind of like right at the, uh, like right at the trend. Intersection? Or, yeah. So I can't really like get up to it because this log here, the kayak won't go over it, you know? <laughs> so basically i had to get i had to get as close as i could and get on my knees on the deck of my kayak up by my pedal drive and lean up there and take my knife and cut this rope to get my crankbait back almost dude i don't know how my crankbait rod didn't snap when i originally came up to this to because i'm looking over here at that trying to get that ned rig out wasn't paying attention all of a sudden this rod i I swear this rod was bit like that and I, I like before I like lifted it up and got it up, man, I don't know how it didn't snap. Those ducket rods, man, they, they held up for me. <laughs> Good. But, uh, I, I do the same thing usually when I have a crankbait tied on. I let it hang over the front like that. And it, I, I, I've had my line get tangled in it when I'm retrieving. I've had all sorts of issues. I need to figure out a better way to do that. Yeah, uh, probably... See, I'm lazy. Once I'm out there on the water, especially in a tournament setting, no matter what I use, I never put it back in the bait keeper on the rod. Like when I put it up, mm-hmm. I, I leave it hanging, like just to save time, I guess. And uh, yeah, when it comes to treble hooks, like you know, if if it's like a jig or something, it's usually not an issue, right? Anything with treble hooks, man, it gets caught in everything. But uh, speaking of jigs, that's what I pulled out next. And uh, I I had one bite, uh, set the hook, and it come flying at the at the kayak and got off. Um, then I then I caught like a fourteen and a half. That's my big fish of the day on on the jig. That felt good catching my first jig fish of the year i was gonna say that probably takes you back to your your confidence yeah yeah i I needed a little boost in that but uh, i think i caught another one that was too small to count after that and then the tournament was done so i ended up with like 
41 inches, I think, or 40 and something. Right right around there uh, between three fish. That's not bad for three fish. Yeah, got me sixth place. Yeah. When you're throwing the TRD or, or the Ned Rig, are you mostly doing TRD or are you throwing something else? See, I'm using the Wicked Weights uh, heads, Ned heads, and uh, I'm, I'm using the Z-Man TRDs. Okay. Yeah, I've I've, uh, I've really come accustomed to that setup. They, okay. uh, you know, I've got a medium light rod. I'm throwing it on. I think I got like ten pound braid going to a, uh, I think it's six pound uh, fluorocarbon leader. Okay. And uh, I'm using those one sixteenth ounce tungsten heads that they got. And man, it, it's it's been great it's been killing it are you mostly dragging that or are you like you hit them on the no. hitting it on the fall or i'm letting it sink to the bottom and just let it sit there okay dead sticking all right yeah and every now and then you know every i don't know maybe 15 20 seconds i'll give it a couple little pops mm-hmm. and then just let it sit there. I'll leave just a little bit of slack in it. That way, if like if I move a little bit, you don't really tr- transfer to it as much right. as, it, as it would if you're tight lining it. But yeah, leave just a little bit of slack in there enough to where if something hits it, you know you'll see it or feel it. That's another thing, man. That rod I got—that's a uh, one my wife let me order for my birthday. And uh... Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, Log on to MidwayUSA.com. You know, it's it's a Ducket Micro Magic Pro and got got a dial or reel on it. Man, I, I'm loving that setup. So, you know, part of my issue with spinning combos might have been, you know, just not having a good feeling setup. I've never put any money into a spinning set because I've never really liked them that much. But, man, now that I have a nice one, it's 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 nice and, and like i feel the bite like before on a ned rig it was kind of like oh something i think something's got it i can't tell no like most of the time now i feel it pick it up okay yeah so i i haven't since i've been used all the fish that i've caught so far this year i haven't uh, yesterday, I kind of got hooked one, but I got it out pretty easily. Um, so he's he was fine. It didn't take me long to get it out. He wasn't bleeding that I saw. So that made me happy because I, I, I hate killing fish with a gut hook. Oh, yeah. And, and that's one thing that I also like about this setup, being able to feel it. I can set the hook earlier. You don't really... That's the only one out of, you know, almost 20 fish I've caught so far that I've uh, gotten the gut. The rest have been in the lip. 
So you've got, got it soon enough before they start swallowing it. Yep. Now, to, are those uh, open hooks or they have weed guards on them? Uh, they're open, but the way I rig them up on there, they got a little little bait keeper on it. So I rig them up. I go in a little bit and then come back out the side, push it up on there, push it up on that weed guard, and then kind of rig it like a Texas, Texas rig and go over the hook. So it's just barely a point of that hook sticking out of the plastic. And that, that bait keeper keeps it from sliding back up the hook. Okay. And, uh, yeah, man, that's been working out great for me and helps me keep me from getting snagged up too much. Cool. And you're mostly fishing that shallow or are you getting some depth? Like, uh, I, I mean, most, it, it, I guess that depends on what you're considering like shallow, like, uh, like, I, that setup, I'll fish in like 10 foot or less. Okay. Um, probably going to go a little bit heavier on that Ned head if I'm going to try to fish any deeper, which I generally don't. But that 116 pounds, it's, it takes a little bit for it to fall, especially with that oh, floating yeah. elastic on it. So, yeah, once you get over 10 feet, it, it's taking a long time to get down there. So. Yeah. <clears throat> Now, if you that's mostly lakes, would you do that in the river with current, or do you have a different setup for river? I don't know. I've never really fished the Ned rig in the river. You know, okay. last year was the first time I've really messed with the river, so uh, I'm still learning with the river. So I, I, I'm gonna try it. You know, I, I might go a little bit heavier if I, if I need to, but I don't. Know, we'll see. With the, when I fished it on the river with that light of uh, setup, I, I had a hard time keeping bottom contact. It was definitely going down with the current, which I thought was good, but I also couldn't feel it. It was just kind of, I couldn't even feel it ticking, you know, so. It, it Maybe a little bit heavier then. Right, right. Yeah. So, but I also want to try and find pools on the river where I know I can throw it and it'll just kind of hang out there so that I can try the dead sticking a little bit more. So throw it in an eddy or something. Yep. Or right behind one of those big ledges, you know, where it'll just kind of sit there. So. Yeah. I like the sound of that. Yeah. I did catch my first two tube fish ever in the river this year. Um, nice. I had there one time it was really windy and a storm was coming in. I wanted to go fishing, but didn't have a lot of time. So I actually, bank fished for a little bit and i ran into this guy he's like well i'm leaving i just caught seven here on a tube but uh and he gave me one busted up ripped up tube he's like this is all i got but if you want it you can have it because i just broke off my last head and um i tried it a little bit but <clears throat> the storm came in quicker than i expected but when i finally got to go out on the river on my kayak i went back to that spot from the river and um uh, that's where my two smallies on the river this year came from. I was um, just dragging a tube through that area. And the, for the first time, I, I don't know if it's my rods are better, like you said, but I, I can really feel the bottom and I can feel it bumping up over stuff. And um, I'm actually using the, the stupid tube. I was going to um, ask if you were using that. Cause I, yep. I, I know you picked up a, would you get like a kid or something for that? Yep. Yep. 
and it's it that's what it it's working real good and they don't they don't tend to like the, I, I tried throwing tubes in the river before but i was snagging a lot because the hook was exposed but on the stupid tube the way you rig it it it's almost like kind of texas rigged so that the the hook isn't as exposed and i i really was able to pull it up and over rocks and just kind of crawl my way around and i think it's a really good you know crayfish presentation so um, it worked on those two anyway, and uh, I'm looking forward to going back there. So, Awesome. Yeah. And another thing with feeling the bite that I didn't really mention is those heads that I'm using are tungsten. So they got, you know, more sensitivity to them. Yep. And they're probably and, smaller, right? Oh, they're tiny, dude. They, they're like, uh, I'm trying to think. I know I've seen like little bitty batteries before. I'm just trying to think of what they go to. <laughs> I don't know. They're they're really really little. Um, I was going to say something about that. I see that. So that's what size the net head is. I think that's what you're getting at, right? Do what? That's what size the net head is, or similar to that, to those little batteries. Yeah, there's. I, I can't think of what the batteries even go to. I know I've seen them before. They're just little bitty tiny things. Um, but there was something else I was going to say about that, but I don't remember what it was. <laughs> you were well, you were, you were going to say that's the size of the net head, right? Well, yeah, but there was something else about the net. Oh, I was gonna okay. Say, and I can't remember. Are they all are they black? Because I know I one thing I like watching Mike McCrinstry's uh, uh, show. He was saying that he uses a lot of the red and the like the bright yellow, hmm. of the chartreuse heads. And I was thinking about trying that a little bit more just to see if I get a few more bites that way. Because most of the time I had been using Z-Man's black and um, green pumpkin, <clears throat> but I'm like maybe I should you know try something a little brighter. Um, I have a few uh, mule jigs that. I've been using two and I have caught a few little things on that. Now uh, I haven't caught a bass yet on it, but no, the ones I'm using are green pumpkin, but you should definitely listen to Mike McKinstry over me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, just say, um, but yeah, uh, I've finally put together my yak gadget crate and <laughs> been using that. And, that's going to be, oh, I now know what I was going to say. Dude, I never knew how well a Ned rig skips. Man, I was skipping the fire out of that thing. Nice. I, I, yeah, I was liking that because it's like over, low overhanging trees just skip right up under there. It was great. I'll have to try that. I've gotten really, really good at skipping a, a wacky rig, um, but I haven't. I don't know that I've tried it. Usually I, I wasn't fishing the Ned rig in those areas, but maybe I should be. So well, see, I wasn't trying to do it at first. It just accidentally happened. And then I was like, wow, that <laughs> did it very well, very easily. So then yeah. I started to try and I was like, yeah, nice. But, uh, see, now I've done lost train of thought of where I was, what I was saying after that. Let's see. We saw, said Mike McKinstry. And, <laughs> 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 uh, oh, you're, you're great. You, you're trying oh, to yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, that thing's awesome. Um, one thing that kind of bothers me is I've gotten so used to my rods laying down, I really don't like my rods standing up, and I really 
seeing why I had my rods laying down in the first place because they were getting caught on trees and stuff. So eventually I want to do like uh, uh, Daniel Perry's setup. Yep. And uh, get, get them where they're kind of more sticking out the back. But uh, other than that, loving the crate. And uh, how you like yours? I love mine too. Um, I actually took, I, I think Josh Eldridge did uh, where he turned the two on the side. I have the bigger one. And the two on the side actually mounted at a kind of a, an angle like that to, so that they're not standing right. straight up. But, but then I have four on the back that do stand straight up. Usually I put my net net there in one of those when I'm not using it. And um, But yeah, same thing. If I'm out on the river, I tend to put my rods vertically because I'm not fishing under trees as much. But when I'm on the lake fishing the the edges of the lake then there's that trees are definitely an issue so i try to keep as much laying down as i possibly can so let's see i got the smaller crate i only got three tubes on there okay um it, but i am i'm happy that i haven't snagged any when i go back to cast yet i've been trying to think about it but like so i don't do that and kind of do more like from the side mm-hmm but uh, he has been great so far. Yeah. I have to I, give a shout out too to my my net. I finally got to put a fish in my net this year. I, <laughs> I got this awesome uh, Forever Last uh, yak net, I think is what they call it, and that thing's worked great. I I love the 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 mesh. I hooks come out of it so easy, and it's super wide, but it floats. It's just perfect. So. If you guys are looking for a good net, I definitely recommend it. It's it's very similar to the uh, I guess the, I forget what, what it was called, the Gen 2 that a bunch of the guys have, or, um, but it's made by, by Foreverlast. Yeah, um, yeah. But this is made by Foreverlast. It's, and it's Yak, it has Yak in the name of it. It was designed for kayakers. It does have an extendable handle, but I don't generally keep mine extended because I've been able to reach the fish fine um, with the, the shorter handle. It's, it's bright yellow and green, so it's kind of, flashy i don't really care too much about that but uh, it floats right it does yeah see you're gonna like that those bright colors if it ever falls in the water and it's floating around you gotta be able to see it easily (laughs) right right so um, but uh, man i i'm really liking my net so far you know i I bought it used back in october it's one of the yak attack nets the flip one right yeah but i i keep mine you know like extended all, yeah already in the position it needs to be in um i actually stole a uh idea from a guy a local guy i took one of the uh one of those uh roto grip yak attack roto grips mm-hmm. and I put it on the top of my pedal drive. I know you can't do that as a Hobie guy, but us with like the circular motion pedal drives, I put it on top of there. And then I just use zip ties to go like, I go around it like this, around it like that. And then a couple to hold them in place. And so that rotor grip stays on the top. Well, I laid that net, like the net, actual net part is sitting on the front of my kayak and the handle is laying inside that roto grip, you know, right between the, between my feet. Yeah. So whenever I, you know, if I got a fish, I can just reach up, grab the net, lift it up over in the water, 
So, man, I've lost fish having the net back here before. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, you got yours behind you. Only when I'm not using it. When I think I might be catching fish, I usually pull it out and lay it kind of catty cornered on the front of my okay, or on the front hatch. So, okay. Well, I've I've used to keep mine back here. I, I didn't keep it in the crate, but I kept it in the uh, built-in rod holder back here. Yep. yep. And I I've lost fish by going like this to do it. Well, you, then I gave the fish slack by yep. when I turned, and they got off. I still uh, have to learn my lesson with that because I, I feel like that's I'm not hook setting well. I, I I told you before we started I I was in the spot where they were blowing up top like on top. I you know I was seeing bass jump all over the place and I saw one jump and I just happened to have my jerk bait like right there ready. So I cast almost like a, a fraction of a second after he breached and he nailed it as soon as it hit the water and I thought I set the hook good. He gave he like took it under and then shook like two or three times and it came right back up. So um, it was fun while it lasted, but I definitely, I was like, I I still um, am not getting my hook set right on my treble baits. Uh, I got it. Are you sure you're not getting too good of a hook set? I don't think so. I I, I mean, I didn't, I don't think I, in that case for sure, I almost didn't because I, I just started reeling hoping that it would kind of hook himself, you know, but uh, he shook it. That that's one thing. When it comes to stuff with like treble hooks and Ned rigs and stuff, I think I think that's gonna be where I shine because I have little sissy hook sets, <laughs> and that's those are made for sissy hook sets. Yep. You know, like you know, just doing little jerks like that. Where, and that's why I use light wire flipping jigs and all that. I still got to, you know, man. I was thinking yesterday, like. I could have really used some of those finesse jigs from Jig Masters that we talked to them about. Like, yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta get an order in. I have two. Um, I haven't thrown them yet, but uh, definitely looking forward to it. I did start throwing that little uh, spinner that he he had out. Uh, tried that on the river yet, but the the fish on the river weren't hitting spinners yet. Um, but I think that's definitely it, coming. So. Yeah, I think I think you're gonna do good with that thing this year. I like how it feels coming through the water. It, it, it reminds me a lot of the rooster tails. So I think, I mean, and those slayed it for me last year. So it's funny. I've, I was just watching reading an article about um, often overlooked lures for bass. And the, the guy was saying, I think it might've been a video and he was like, Oh, it was a tactical bassin. And it was the first time I ever heard him mention a rooster tail. And he's like, that's um, the first time I've ever heard you call it a rooster tail. <laughs> Inline spinner, rooster tail, you know. <laughs> but he's like, uh, you know, everybody thinks of them as trout lures, but bass eat them too. And last year on the river, that was far and away the the most productive lure for me. So, um, and it wasn't all little fish. I, I did catch a lot of little fish, but you know, I think uh, I think I had an 18 inch uh, smallie on that last year. So, and that was a heck of a fight because I throw it on real light, real light line and. Yeah, uh, haven't broke it yet, so um, I'm gonna keep throwing it if it works. So, yeah, man, I, 18 inch smallie on any light setup is fun. Yes, for sure. And then there, I just happened to be drifting over to the shore, and I was like, Woo-hoo! screaming, you know. And this guy was, I looked up, and there's a guy standing right there looking at me like, dude, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> 
but then he said nice fish and you know congratulated me so uh that's awesome i, I remember when i caught my last pb uh largemouth like there were people over there fishing on the bank there was a boat coming with this guy and and uh like a younger boy probably high school age and like they were all excited for me <clears throat> but uh yeah so that, that, that's awesome yeah no hopefully first of many more so yeah I, and if i see someone catch a huge one i'm right there cheering them on because I, I i love seeing people get excited you know. yeah man like i like my buddy Thomas, when we go fishing together, every time he catch, it seems like he almost always catches a nice fish when we go out. And I need to get him on here sometime because you know he's kind of newer himself. And but man, he he does great. I don't know if it's he does extra research or what, but or he's just a natural or what. But he, you know, he does he does great, but. Every time he catches a nice fish, by the time he gets it unhooked and everything, I'm right there ready to go with the camera. Like, let me get that hero shot for you. Yeah. Nice. But, uh, but truth yes. be told, I, I get that way even on a, you know, a, a creek chub or a, you know, a dink. I still catching fish to me is just what makes it enjoyable. And I don't really care what size or what. If it's pulling on the end of my line, it makes me happy. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, yesterday I wanted to find the bigger fish. But, dude, I caught like <clears throat> 10 or more fish yesterday. So, I had a good day. You know, there were mm-hmm. a bunch of small ones. But, man, I felt I felt that line tug. And, you know, just turn your drag down a little bit. It feels like a little bit bigger fish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I noticed uh, in the, the Noobs tournament for April, uh, Brian Schiller is in there. And... Uh, he hadn't had a fish for a long time. And I'm like, Hey, I have three fish and he has none. Now I, he overtook me in length yesterday, but a bunch of his are just over like 10 inches or 11 inches. He hasn't, didn't really get a huge one yet. So hmm. um, he definitely found the little ones. Um, I'm sure he will find bigger ones as the month draws to a close. We're about halfway through. So, but I hope he loses. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bill there, Bill Galakis has like, 99 inches already wow. and he has four 20 inch fish and one 19 inch fish i'm like that's crazy but, yeah that's <laughs> i don't know where you live bill but it must be someplace good because uh yeah that's that's some nice fish we're gonna need the gps coordinates so we can <laughs> uh, double check make sure it's not a private body of water and all that mm-hmm. stuff right right i did but... get some juice about a lake close to me i just haven't made the trip it, a guy, a friend of mine was telling me it's an hour and a half away from me. So it'd be a three hour trip just driving. But he said that, and he's been posting videos on YouTube, like crazy of some crazy fish catches there, like tons of big ones. So um, I'm thinking when it is my turn for that, uh, that 360 tournament that we have or the, you know, where they, I might uh, go check it out and see, I probably should fish there before that just so I know my way around a little bit, but. Well, yeah, so anybody watching this, as you can see at the bottom, we've updated the uh, our little friendly competition here. I <laughs> currently have eight fish over 12 inches. Sean has three fish over 12 inches uh, for the year. 
you know, at the end of the year, whoever uh, loses has to buy the winner a new kayak. So I'm looking good. For, <laughs> no, <I'm playing. laughs> um, I'll take a 360, uh, you know, Hobie 360. Yeah. Uh, well, you, you better do some catching up. You're five behind. No, right no, now. I'm working. I'm working on it. We're, I'm going out this uh, afternoon. So I'm hoping so, to put a dent in that. So, so you're cheating now. Why is that? <laughs> so this, this is actually Sunday morning. We're recording this. He's going out this afternoon, so by tomorrow when this airs, he might have a few more to add to it. Hopefully. Well, I hope you get a few more, but not enough to catch me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let, yeah, you know, let me, you know, at least make it interesting. So. Yeah. All right, man. Well, anything else you feel we need to talk about before no i think uh we'll be back to our normal guests hopefully next week um uh real quick i i was gonna say something when i was talking about the yak gadget crate i got one of the yak gadget paddles and man that thing oh, okay that thing is smooth man it, it it's it feels really like i had a the only thing about it it's a 250 centimeter i wish it was 260 I did talk to John about it. I believe he plans on coming out with different sizes eventually, but they just did a 250 for now, like as they launched the product. But yeah, the paddle's sweet. That's man. Yak Gadget, right? You said Yak. Yeah, did you say Yak Attack or did you say Yak Gadget? I thought it I should said be Yak Gadget. Okay, it's that, a Yak Gadget. Yeah, yak, yeah. yak Gadget. Yeah. If, if I didn't say it right. Now I'm going to have to go back and watch this. And <laughs> see. But yeah, Yak Gadget. Um, but yeah, so I had a Bending Branches uh, Angler Classic, and I, you know, that's about a, it's right in the same price range. And man, I don't, I don't know if this Yak Gadget paddle isn't lighter than that one. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong, I like my Bending Branches paddle, but, uh, I think I'm liking this one more. When they come out with the 260, I think I'll really like it. Nice, nice. That's definitely something on my list. I now that I'm starting starting to finally feel like I have all my gear mostly where I want it. I I do want to upgrade my paddle. I picked up a kayak cushion, um, so props to them. Definitely makes the seat very comfortable. Um, I kind of held off on that for a while, and uh, I think on St. Patrick's Day he had a. 25% off. So I hopped on that and um, I've been loving that. That definitely does make even the seat. My Hobie seat wasn't crazy uncomfortable before, but it now it's just super comfortable. It's like a lounge chair. So nice. <clears throat> cool, man. Well, um, everyone, we will uh, catch back up with you guys in a week or so. Um, we thank you for tuning in to the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment of the Paddle and Fin Podcast, where we bring you the techniques, the tricks, and the tips to hopefully help you rip more lips. Thanks, guys, and uh, we'll catch up to you. Later, y'all. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Fin. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Fin. 
on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com. Through the Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night floats a duck camp, alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest. Me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.